On this week's episode of Why So Serious, brought to you by 26 Shirts, we have Bills superfan and legend Poncho Billa. We're going to get to the Bills and the latest on the UB Bulls surging through the MAC. We're going to get to Why So Serious. We're going to talk about celebrations in the NFL today, what Stevie and Dom would have done on the field uh, back in the day. And also, a topic that we've been talking about all week that I'm really excited to get to, the best athletes of all time without a ring. But without further ado, Stevie, what do we do? Strap up, fellas. Let's ride. I'm running the race and I'm glad. What's up with the community? We tap back into the Watch Those Series podcast. Me, myself, Stevie Johnson. We got Joe Licata. We got Donald Jones. And we got Mike Lafredo. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Also, this week, without further ado, it's an honor to have this man on the podcast. Big Bill ups. Superfan, Big ups to this guy. Legend, Pancho Billa, Ezra Castro. You yeah. guys know him as El Luchador sometimes when he's in the stands. Pancho, <laughs> what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's going on? Appreciate you guys having me on. Appreciate it. Much of love. Course. Of course, man. It's an honor. Trust me. Um, I guess just just tell us how you're doing right now. Um, uh, with the great CBS special they did with you this week. That was pretty cool awesome. to see. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. CBS did a good job with that. They got really involved with me and my family, and uh, they took a lot of time into it. And uh, it came out good, and hopefully people can share it and, you know, see what Bill's Mafia is all about. Yeah, I've I seen – this is Stevie. I've I seen um, the, the episode, and I feel like I feel like we got to get that documentary going. We got to push for the documentary. <laughs> Actually, I had a guy in Buffalo reach out to me to do a play on me, and I was like, oh, I don't know about that just yet. <laughs> That that might be a good play, man. They just did a play last year on Thurman Thomas. Um, It's kind of like a Broadway play, so that you might you might want to agree to do that, man. They might, right? And they uh, they raise money and do all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you're made for the camera. That's for sure. Sure. Hey, Ponte, you made for the camera. Stevie and Mike, they not made for the camera. (laughs) I stay made for the camera, boy. (laughs) I'm gonna stay quiet over here. Hey, but but Pancho, look, I wanted to I wanted to get a, a our community a perspective of your of a day in the life. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get up, what's your what's your what's your day in the life? You know, Pancho, let us know. Oh man, so you know, I mean, every, every day is a little bit different. You know, um, right. right now it, it's it's get up, have a good breakfast, uh, get ready, and and actually a lot of people don't know this, but I'm still working. I'm working through uh, through my treatments. Um, I've been blessed with a good boss and a good job. Um, a lot of people don't know too. I'm a mortician here in Dallas. Wow. Um, oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, you know, I help families in the, in the worst time of need and I've been doing that for 17 years. Okay. And, your uh, home base is in Dallas? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm in Dallas. Yeah. So, uh, I know that's another thing. A lot of people live, I think I live in Buffalo. I don't, you know, I, I, <laughs> I stay in Dallas. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know, uh, uh, you know, I go to work and, you know, do my regular nine to five, come home, pick up the kids from school, do some homework with them, uh, play outside if, if, you know, the time allows us. And, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a regular Joe Schmo, man. I got my favorite TV shows here and there. Um, 
What's your you favorite know, TV I, show, I, man? I, no, I love watching Married with Children reruns. Hey man, yeah man, Al Bundy, you know. I see you. I like that wave though. Everybody know about that Al Bundy swag, man. No, you gotta catch those reruns. They don't make shows like that anymore, you know. To be honest, so I catch those reruns. Yeah, you watch Martin. What was that? Yeah, Martin. Martin is like is is another one. It's another good one. Oh, Russ Martin. Okay, no, I have to. Oh, Martin. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's that actor's name that comes out in it? I know what you're talking about, Martin. Um. Yeah, Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. He took a man back though with uh Married with Children. Sheesh. Yeah, I am back with Married with Children. Yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, people, you know, yeah, a lot of people may not know though. Um, you battling. What what are you battling? What you, what are you fighting every day? Just just Man, let, us, so, let us know. Yeah, so you know, obviously, I'm I'm real open about my 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 cancer treatments and diagnosis. Uh, I've got stage four metastatic adenocarcinoma of the biliary pancreatic. Wow. Um, took me a while to learn how to say that, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I had to write it down. And you know, I was learning it every day, and uh, I've obviously studied it, and uh, you know, it's a it's a cancer that's got no cure, it's got no remission. Wow. Pretty much got uh, tr- treatments for the rest of my life as long as my body can hold up. And I mean, that's the honest to God truth. And uh, you know, I'm just blessed that I'm I'm still here, and uh, I take it day by day. You know, um, right. I I wake up, I open my eyes, and I'm just I'm thankful that you know I've got another day in my my book, and let's just write this page and continue the chapter. You know, you know what's what's crazy is um how I, we take so many different things for granted. You know, right. and it's like we we go through life, especially when we're young, like most of us are on this podcast. Um, Stevie right. a little bit older, but you know we take we take. And we go through every day and we have, you know, we might have a down day where we got an attitude or something like that. And then it takes for us to go through something like, you know, what you're going through or what so many people are going through out there, different illnesses and things where you start to figure out like, man, I really should be like enjoying every single moment of my life, you know, and that's what's really tough because people don't, they take everything for granted and don't really enjoy life like you're supposed to. Right. Um, I, I mean, I, I already, I mean, I was enjoying life, but I just took it to another level. I mean, I know a lot of people question, like, you know, how how is it I'm getting to Bills games and how is it I'm traveling and doing all these things? And it's like, man, I, I don't know when my time is due and I, I'm just going to enjoy it all as much as I can, man, to be honest. Yeah, you you see the opportunity is what it's what yeah, it seems exactly. like to me. Like, yeah, you, you see the opportunity and, 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 and with the with the right with the right bills, with the right fans behind you, with the bills, my exactly. Bills, you know? And, oh, and man, you didn't extended your family from the east to the I mean, west. I, I couldn't have asked for a better support fan base, to be honest, man. Every, every day I get messages from people I don't know, and you know, fans from everywhere. Doesn't matter. Right. If I got one today. I got one today from Germany. Right, from Germany. I know. That's that. That's that positivity, though. They they feel it. They feel that energy from you. And 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 what's good about what you're doing in, in this social media? I mean, I'm not saying that this situation is great because our team is is down right now, but they can get on and still see they got me, they got you, they got Joe, they got Don and Fredo to uh to keep their to keep their morale up, you know, and 
you know, right. and, and that's something that's a that's a part of, the, of this, you know, whole networking thing. That's that's the beauty of it. Exactly, man. Pancho, one thing good. I want to one thing I want to ask you, because this is one thing when you told me this, I was kind of mesmerized your whole. How did you become a Bills fan? Because that's one of those things that I don't think a lot of people really know. I mean, you're you you're not from Buffalo. No, um, when I as a matter of fact, when I chose the Bills, I didn't even know where New York was. Yeah, that's the honest truth, man. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was seven years old, and uh, my my dad let me choose a team because I started playing pee wee football, and you know he wanted me to f- learn the game and follow my position, and. Um, I grew up in El Paso, Texas, about 100 yards from the Mexican border. And um, I, I always saw the Mexican flag. And, and I told my dad, I said, well, I want a team that has those colors and, you know, on the Mexican flag. And obviously there's not one. And so he said, you know, what about America's, you know, colors, America's team? And my dad's a big Cowboys fan. And I was like, nah, dad, I'm not going to be a Cowboys fan. So uh, he, he gave me the choice between the Bills and the Patriots. And I didn't like the the Patriots logo back in the 80s. And so <laughs> I, I chose a, the charging Buffalo, man. I, I did. I, I fell in love with it. And like I said, I didn't know where New York was. And I mean, but you know what's a funny behind the story behind that is my dad never told me the New York Giants because he knew they were in the same division as the Cowboys. So he, he didn't want me to be a Giants fan for right. sure. There's no way he's about to be watching some New York Giants. There's, there's no New York yeah. Giant underwear. Yo. For real though. Yes. Hey, you chose the right fan base though, man. You definitely chose the right yeah. fan base. You know? Right. Um, Amen. For sure. I, I know I did and I'm thankful I did. And um every night I'm very thankful for it. Yo, that that uh that El Paso Mexican border though. I played in the Texas Nation game down there. And I remember oh, okay. being down there, man, it's just like, yo, this is crazy. That border was yeah. oh my gosh. Oh yeah. I mean you, you, down there. If people have never visited El Paso. I mean, they, they never believe me how you can be driving on the freeway and you can see into another country mm-hmm. and just see, you know, the poverty, the the, 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 the bad parts of the Juarez, Mexico, you know. I mean, it, it, when I was growing up, it was real bad and it got obviously it's gotten worse. Um, it, it wasn't too bad when I was growing. I mean, I'd say it was bad, but you had to really go deep into the Mexican yeah. part. Mexico, Yeah. Um, but I remember the days I used to go with 10 bucks. I'd get a haircut, eat lunch, you know, get some candy and buy something on the way back on the bridge coming back, you know, for 10 bucks. But nah, those days are done with. Can't do long that no more. Gone, right? Yeah, long gone. So. <clears throat> hey, Pancho. Hey, Pancho, man. Keep going up for us on, on, the, uh, on the internet, on the social media. Everybody tapped in watching what you're doing. You know what's funny? Like the, <laughs> it's funny when I was coming out there, it seemed yeah. like they, they was trying to make a war for us. You know what I'm saying? To, oh, to yeah. hey, I had to kill that fast. Look, we, we need the charge. Yeah. Tap in with you. Hey, I respect you. You uh, you messaged back and uh, kept oh. everything cool and cordial, and we here now. Oh yeah, man. Hey, you know the the Bills organization organization they they've done a lot. You know for for me and uh, I mean. And I'm really appreciative, and I, I was no way gonna really try and take that from you, man. And I, I'm so glad you got to enjoy it with your family too. That that was the key part. Once you said your family's involved, I said I'm out. 
I said, I didn't even mess with that. And so um, I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad I was there. I'm glad I had the energy. And uh, yeah, I had chemo that Wednesday, and I was there on Sunday, man, home opener. Right. Yeah. That's, wow. That's yeah. Strong. Hey, Ponto, you should have took that from Stevie, man. He would have been all right. He would have had plenty of times to come out that tunnel. know that, man. Ponto, you know if you got on that field and this ran right down the field, they wouldn't have arrested you. You would have been fine. Yeah, uh, yeah I told him to do it. I told him to do that though. He was yeah, like, I'll hey. keep it cool. I'm gonna let you have this moment. So I, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> he should have just ran out there naked. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out there naked. We were just legendary. Legendary. That, so that's what you want to see. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. Oh, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with it, Pancho. I know you probably. Come on, let's get it, y'all. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, Pancho. What's up, your huh? what's your what's your favorite moment as a Bills fan? Was it when you got to announce the pick? Um, it's man, it's, it's gotta be it, man. Um, and right be, you know, obviously the draft, yeah, that, that's gotta be my favorite moment as a Bills fan. But, um, as far as, uh, you know, going to an actual game is when I went to Los Angeles last year, I took my son out there and it was our first father and son trip alone to see a Bills game. Um, and I, I hope God lets me, you know, have many of those, many of more of those opportunities with him. Um, but you know, even though we lost that game, I mean, just seeing my son having a good time, we're sitting front row. Um, you know, he's cheering on the Bills. And so, so your your son's a Bills fan. Then you didn't give him a choice, right? Oh no, I didn't give him a choice. <laughs> And he's, Yo, yeah, he's, you talking about the Chargers game, right? Yeah, the Chargers game, right. Yeah. Hey, what was that stadium like for you? It's kind of weird, right? I'm not sure how many stadiums you've been to, but that's weird. It was a small soccer stadium. Yeah, it was It was very weird. First, it gave me a hard time getting into the stadium because of my mask, you know, and oh, yeah. that was weird enough. Yeah, it's, we're getting more and more of that, you know, with my mask of, you know, police telling me to take it off or security, but I worked my way around it. Who, uh, uh, who to, made that match? You made that badge off. Awesome. So we need to get a documentary and a badge, <laughs> a, a visitor's badge. <laughs> yeah. they know they got to know who you are. You got segments and all. Come on now. You do yeah. yeah, for real. Like, um, who made that match though? You made that? The, the I drew it up and it just magically fell off a truck on the American side. Uh, <laughs> you said it fits magically. <laughs> <laughs> it fits magically. It just fell off a box, and uh, nah, you know, nah, I mean, obviously, a lot of people know. You know, being Hispanic, I got you know connections down there, and um, I paid a guy forty bucks. Well, he wanted forty bucks. I paid him one hundred and eighty bucks. I pretty much paid that guy's that's salary for about three months. Yeah, for the work he did, and uh, I told him just don't just don't replicate it for anybody else who asks you for one, and that was his promise. And you know I haven't seen another one like it, so um, yeah, he's kept dope. the bargain. Yeah, apparently it's, it's the guy who makes the Rey Mysterio mask. If you guys watch wrestling, I'm a big wrestling fan. That's who. Yeah, yeah. Stevie a mask. <laughs> hey, what would, Donald? What's your wrestling name? My wrestling name? I don't even know. Yo, I gotta think about that. What's yours? Yours is El Ugly, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll stick with Pancho Villa for me, man. <laughs> Joe, what about you? What about I you? I got nothing, man. You just steal somebody's name, bro? El Ugly, <laughs> That was funny. Oh, that is good. That is good. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But, uh, 
Hey, Pancho, I know we got two Bills on here, but uh, who's your favorite Bill of all time? Of all time, um, Jim Jim Kelly is my favorite of all time. Um, you know, and he came on two years after I chose the Bills, and my dad really hyped him up. And um, I mean, what more is there to say about the guy? You know, um, I was in middle school, took us to four Super Bowls. I was just so so excited, you know, to have that quarterback, you know, and so uh, right. he's my favorite of all time. Yeah, but like sure. besides besides. The things that we that we all can look for on highlights and things like what was it that that captured you about Jim Kelly? Was it his uh, his fire? Was it how he controlled the team? His passes? What? Uh, what yeah, was um, I mean how how he how he controlled the huddle. The huddle, you know. Yeah, I'm, uh, again, when I chose the team, I was learning the game and I was learning my position. I played center, mm-hmm. so oh. you know, in practice, I was the one who always called the uh, you know huddle up. Everybody right. that's huddled up here. So here I was seeing Jim Kelly doing, you know, the huddle up and taking control of everybody. And so I started telling my quarterback, I remember telling like, hey, bro, you need to be controlling this, not me. Right, you know, right. you, need watch, you need to watch Jim Kelly, how he does it. And so, uh, yeah, you know, just the way he controlled it. And then, you know, when um, the offense came on the field, uh, you know, just the way he ran through the ball. I mean, yeah. gosh, man, it's awesome. just so precise yeah and uh, that's what's up man he, he'd always get everybody pumped up on the sidelines too and they always showed him doing that and so it, it just it, it it caught me man and i was like man this guy's bad he's good so yeah that's pretty <laughs> tight yeah. yeah what really got you there you know right <laughs> so now poncho before we let you go i want to ask you really quick uh obviously you've been a bills fan for a very long time what yes, do you think and, and through good times and bad, I mean, you're at these games hyping up the crowd in the first row and you're there till the bitter end. I, I remember the home opener this year. I was sitting in the stands right above you. I was in 241. You were, I think we were like 138. I saw you from my seat. But what is like what do you think the key to success is for the Bills for the future? Obviously, this year at two and seven, things are looking pretty bleak. But going down the road, what do you think the key to success is and when do you think the Bills quote unquote year will be? Man, um, I, I'm a strong believer for the guys who don't get much credit, and that's the offensive line, man. Um, you know, they that that's where it all starts. I mean, we're the ones that snap the ball and we we're we're protecting the quarterback. We're opening the holes for the running back. We're giving time for the quarterback to throw to the receivers. Um, I I hated to see Wood go and Cognito go last year this year. Um, I, I just knew it. I was like, man, our, our, our line's going to just crumble this year. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, really that I, I'm looking forward to next, the draft coming up and I'm not a big college fan. Um, cause I tend to work Saturdays, but apparently there's a guy from Ole Miss, I believe offensive tackle is looking pretty good coming out. So, I mean, you know, we, we just got to build that offensive line back to where it was, fill those holes that we lost, you know. Um, yeah. Obviously, we we now know that there were big holes that we need to fill. Um, so, I I mean, I, I, I give it another two, three years before I think we're, we're really back up there. And obviously, that's going to give time for Allen to, to really, um, you know, progress and learn the game at a different level. Right. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point of view. For sure. 
Well, Pancho, man, we really appreciate you coming on with us in our second episode. I mean, you're you're a legend in the eyes up here in Buffalo, and um, I know I and I know I say this on behalf of everybody here. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, and we're praying for you every single day. And and I know you say Viva Los Bills, but here in Buffalo, we say Pancho Power, and that's what it's all about. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. But but, but Pancho, definitely. Thanks again for coming on and. Um, we really, really appreciate it, and we hope you listen for, for months and years to come. All right. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. It was great chatting with you guys, and um, Viva Los Bills, man. Pancho Power. Pancho Power. Viva Pancho Los Power. Bills. Thing, awesome, man. man. Thanks, Pancho. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. That interview right there was brought to you by Search Bob. Search Bob, um, it's it's a great partner of ours. They've, they've hopped on board with us from the get-go, and they're a pretty cool search app. I mean, you share your searches on Twitter. Just search them with Search Bob. Um, I was actually fidgeting around with the app this week, and I even typed in 26 shirts, the best Bills Mafia T-shirt, and it came right up. It literally brought up their most sold or their best selling, I should say, uh, which, which Bills Mafia was, shirt. I forget was, off the top of my head. I think it was the one. I think it was a recent one. Days. Yeah. yeah, I think it was one of the recent ones. <laughs> the one with me, Lee, um, and uh, and emotes. Emotes, right? I think one. so. It was that Air one. And I think the second best-selling one right now was uh, we. I still my call it the one. Ralph. My other one, the no, the why, the why so serious one. Oh, really? Yeah, I had the little pouch. I mean, a, oh, uh, that's right. Yep, that was up there. Exactly. But yeah. but yeah, no, that app, it's so cool. And and you can download it in the app store. You can go to searchbob.com. You can even search like Buffalo Bills 2012, 2012 receiver stats. I know you'll see these guys like Stevie and Don on that list. You won't be seeing me. I was I was <laughs> not playing football in 2012. I never you played football to begin with. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't uh, that important. But def- I mean, definitely yeah, download Search Bob in the App Store, and um, and go- and uh, it's a great app. You'll it's way more of a complex search, um, but it gives you way better results. Um, so searchbob.com. And I will say, um, this is the second week doing this, but by far, that was the best interview I think we could have ever expected. I mean, just hearing that guy's perspective, who is fighting for his life essentially every single day. And he a still has the effort to come on and, and, and chat with us and chat with you guys that are listening to us. But at the same time, he is going through a battle that I don't think any of us can even imagine going through, whether it be us personally or a loved one. So Poncho Power, Viva Los Bills, uh, we're all with you, man. Poncho, uh, that was an honor to have you, you know, on today. Uh, you know, what's, what's really cool is that he's going through this battle for his life and he, he finds so much strength in sports. I mean, I, I know it's it, it's tough for us to appreciate, but it, it, it's pretty cool to know that uh, Stevie and Donald, you guys especially being professional athletes, but you guys mean a lot to a guy like that who's battling for his life, and it's 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 pretty cool to see. Right. That's that's pretty tight. That's why I wanted to ask him how did he really find his um his love for for Jim for Jim Kelly. Yeah, and um, and when he it really explained it, it shows like it, it really means something. It's not just uh watching highlights, watching your latest cool celebration. You know, he he Absolutely. really understood what was going on, and that's the beauty in sports, and that's the beauty in uh in networking on the um on his social media. Man, that's pretty that's pretty cool. You know, I thought it was cool. About it. I thought it was cool that he became a Bills fan because he liked the logo and liked the jerseys. When he told me that story for the well, first time, I was jerseys, unbelievable. Though. 
Uh, should we talk about hey. best jerseys in Bills history? So we can go right in there because let's do it. We got it. Besides, besides the time when we put that hook, the, I mean a hook, that uh, collar on our jerseys down, you you rocked the collar jersey. Yeah, that was bad. We like, why would you put that on here? <laughs> no, that was the ugliest. That was Nike. Like, right? Whoever signed off on that is Nike. Yeah, that didn't make no sense. Like, what made y'all put this collar on here? Like, we supposed to have a tie or something? Like, this, right. that don't make right. sense at all, bro. For real, that was the ugliest. I look at some of the pictures now. It I'm just like, throws it off. It fucks. It messes everything up. Hey, Fredo, what's your what's your jersey? What's your favorite jersey? Bill jersey. I will say, other than Stevie Johnson, kidding. Um, <laughs> but no, seriously, when when you go through the parking lots, man, and, and you go to these games, and I've I've traveled home and away to Bills games. There is nothing like coming up to one of those old vintage jerseys, like seeing somebody in a Bruce Smith, seeing somebody in an Andre Reid, seeing somebody in a Jim Kelly jersey. Like, there's just something about those jerseys, and they're like, they're just like a novelty right. nowadays. Because you're used to the, the the guys like Eric Wood. I see still a lot of Richie Incognito jerseys, Stevie Donald. I still see jerseys of you guys in the stands still. Man, but tough. like seeing like. It's the the old vintage jerseys, like I mean, the Bruce Smith one to me sticks out to me the most, simply because it is literally just it, it's literally a novelty, and it's Man. something that you really have to find in stores. You can't just walk into Dick Sporting Goods. Oh wow, that was a free advertisement, I guess. But you can't just walk into a That's store cute. like a. <laughs> But you can't just walk into a normal store, though, and say, hey, can I get a Bruce Smith jersey? You really got to do some homework and, and go on eBay or go on other sites and, and, and try yeah. to find one. So that's what I yeah. love about those vintage jerseys. I mean, Donald, so, CB, what about you guys? I like the nine. What was it, the 90s? The uh, 90s with the red helmet. With the red helmet yep. with the white pants and white uh, shoes. That was It was simple, but it was – it was just right. It was. Did just you guys right. wear? Did you guys have to wear black cleats when you played? Yeah, we had to wear yeah. the black. It was either what? It was either color your your team color or black. Uh, I think I think at, at our time it was only black. I believe. Man, I feel like we well now nah, we could wear like some oh, yeah, team color, some okay, red. Team you could wear team colors, but you couldn't wear all like your white. own. Yeah, you couldn't wear all white, and you couldn't oh, go with man. like your own custom cleats you know what i'm saying like it had to be the cleats that the team gave out like it's yo i look at this stuff now with the you know my calls my cleats yeah. and all of that stuff like man if we had all that stuff when we were playing man, yo, this, was, uh, you guys would have gone crazy, we we went crazy. y'all don't understand we can find like five thousand uh dollars just for having all red cleats and we got red in our uniform i had to take my cleats off what did you guys time. ever get fined for like not having your socks pulled all the way up or something crazy yeah. like that. Yo, let me tell you. So I was up there. Um, I guess that was last week for Legends Weekend, right? And I seen the dude that he's still up there, Stevie, that that yeah, did I all the fines. And um, you know, Christian Gaddis is the is the new guy now. Oh really? Oh Shout okay. Out Christian, yeah, he was yeah. doing his thing. So my first my first year, I'm still on. You know, I was undrafted, so I hadn't even made the team yet. We playing Indianapolis up in Toronto. And I come out, and I had these all-white Jordans on. And I didn't know how serious it was, right? And I'm just out there. This is like pregame, pregame. Like, the whole team not even out there yet. We just standing around. This joker came up to me and was like, yo, if you don't go take those off, I'm going to fine you $5,000. And I'm like, yo, I don't even have (laughs) (laughs) $5,000. I'm going to go take these off. But They serious about it. Stevie used to just take the fines though. He didn't even care. Man, he was like, just, he goes, but, just but, give it to me. 
Because, you know, you look good, you feel good, you play good, good, you know, play you know good. how I go. But, they pay handle good. business, have fun, right? But, but yeah, I, you know, it was just silly stuff that they'll try to come get me on. Like, yo, the white in our sock, because it would be a, one color that didn't have white. It has to right, be at the middle of your, of your yeah. shin. Yeah. Sometimes it's low, sometimes it's high, and they try to bicker on that. So we always fight it, though. Yeah, they used to come to they, me. They, yeah, now they let you. I guess they let you do it. or, or Yeah, they you're they're supposed to show, unless it's color rush. But you're still supposed to show some type of white. Yeah, they used to come to me and be like, yo, talk to Stevie. Tell him to change his socks. <laughs> be like, man, Stevie ain't changing his socks. He ain't doing nothing with his socks. He gonna, if that's hey, what he got on right now. That's what he's wearing. He ain't how, how long did it take you guys to get ready? Were you, were you the, with a Jerry Rice type that got dressed in front of the mirror and made sure everything was perfect? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't – me, to answer, I wasn't really looking in the mirror like that. We kind of – I kind of imagined how I wanted to look for that game. And then I just got put it on. Um, that's that's how I got down. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't really like looking in the mirror, but when you're looking at it, it's like ah, this this look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. play with it a little bit. How do you, know you guys feel? Yeah, we used to have like we, look- we, we cutting socks up and everything. <laughs> Man, hey, yeah, I used to show. Yeah, you cutting up. You got to be fresh though, and and I think that's that's one of the other reasons why. You know what I'm saying? You just you, like sport, like the sports thing. You you develop your own style, and it gives you a, your own sense of style. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, I, yeah. and I think that I shot. I give praise to the NFL for allowing that to happen because you look at the NBA, and they can they can wear any color. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they've been doing this, and I think you know it's, it's it takes time, but um, you know the NFL is getting with it with the with letting people show their style, and and that's that's pretty cool. How'd you guys feel about the? Uh... The throwback uniforms, the standing buffalo, white helmets. Did you guys those like those? Those are some of my favorites. Yeah, those were cool. Those were cool. I feel like the fans like those a lot more than the players ever did. I like these. I like these blue ones that they that they wore this past week, though. That look, that look clean. Like them jerseys look too clean to be going out there playing like that. Honestly. Those blues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like there's certain things that you wear. Like when you run track and field. If you come out there and you have on, um, like, neon track spikes, you can't yeah. be slow. Right. You know? can't, and, and, can't be and, slow, right. can't be slow. You <laughs> come out on the football field. Exactly. You come out on the football field, jokers will come out in, like, all-white cleats, and they'd be terrible. Like, bro, yeah, what are you doing? So, as a Bills that. team, you can't come out in some fly uniforms and play, like, trash. Because you can never yeah, put the you gotta uniforms turn on. Up. You got to turn like, up. They got to throw them uniforms out. That's, what's your What's your guys' favorite uniform across the league right now? I've always, I mean, as of recent years, I, I've like I like black uniforms, right? So the Falcons, to me, I like their uniforms, but I like what um, Seattle does with their uniforms. So, so oh, yeah. to me, there's two. That's two different questions, like the new age ones or the classic ones, and yeah. like I wouldn't. You can't rank the Seahawks ones with. Something like the Steelers or the even the Bears. Those are like the classic old school look. Yeah, who, I think the Bears like one, the Bears classic is kind of weak to me though, to keep it real. Yeah. I like I like the 49ers classic. Oh, uh, those all are all white with the gold helmet or with the red. The one with Dion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one's clean. Those are pretty. Um I like the Bears new age one more than I like the old school. I What's lo- the I lo- I like the Chargers powder blues. Those are those are my favorites. 
Yeah, Chargers. Those Chargers powder blues are nice. But they were better. They were better back when LT was playing. True. True. Well, LT was better with the Chargers, period. (laughs) Say, what about the ugly uniforms? Ugly. Ooh, those Packers ones and those Steelers ones. I mean, those Steelers bubble bee jerseys, those are gross. And those Packers ones, like when we played the Packers this year, didn't they wear those throwback ones with like the yellow circle around the number? Is that what they got? Yeah. Still kind of freak them, though. Yeah, those are like you could still kind of like you could still kind of say, yeah, those are nice. Like those are different. But like uh, those Bumblebee ones in Pittsburgh, I mean, if if there's anybody in the Pittsburgh organization listening to us right now, get rid of those. Those are ugly. Talking normal jerseys, not just alternates that are ugly. It's the Browns are terrible. Oh yeah, those are awful. Well, the Browns are just terrible in general. Cool, cool. You like them? The regular jerseys? Yeah. Like I, I like Pittsburgh regular jerseys. I just don't like the striped ones. Yeah. I think that I don't think the Browns is that bad to me. Uh, They look. I don't. I don't like them. I like their alternates. So they're all brown ones that they wore for a color rush. Those are sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those were cool. Well, the Jaguars got some cool ones. I was just about to say, Jaguars. Those like old Jaguars ones are nice. I like it. And I like their helmets, too. They got the matte Rams. color on the helmet. I like the Rams. Uh, yeah. Oh, those like Rams throwbacks. From the, from, the show, from the greatest show on turf. Greatest show on turf. Yeah, I like them days. And I know it's out of the NFL, but even those Buffalo – and I, I'm sticking with Buffalo, obviously. But, like, Yo. those Buffalo Braves jerseys from back in the day when we actually had an NBA team in this city, those oh, jerseys fire. The Which fire ones, the orange NBA. ones or the, or the Carolina well, blue ones? Well, both of them. And it's funny because I have a friend from college who found a Buffalo Braves jersey at a thrift store. It was a custom-made jersey, one of the coolest jerseys I've ever seen. It was the orange one, black lettering, white jersey base – but wow. the numbers and the nameplate on the back of it were like felt. It was probably one of the coolest jerseys I've ever seen. Dude, that's crazy because I was uh I was actually talking to Dale, one of our sponsors at twenty twenty six shirts, and um, and I was telling him I wanted to get I wanted to make a replica uh type jersey, and it was gonna be like the Buffalo Braves one, and uh, and now we're talking about it. You just brought it up, so maybe so I, I, prob- so serious, I probably got yeah, yeah, so yeah we gotta get on that. Yeah. I'm I probably got to do a watch some serious jersey. Oh, jersey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, Fredo, Dan man, Dan you got to chill. Fredo's straight up bills, yo. He got to chill. I mean, look, we all Every time we ask a question, he come back with a bills answer. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey. I will say, though, those jerseys, even the baby blues, I mean, those are those are nice jerseys. And I'm saying I'm getting out of the NFL for a minute. But like people that are listening to us, like our demographic, they're going to they're going to know those jerseys. I mean, those jerseys are straight up fire. Fire, bro. Replica. Why so serious? Buffalo Braves jersey. All right. So Del Reed, I know you're listening because you're one of our proud sponsors. You're presenting sponsor. Twenty six shirts. All right. We got to get on that. But staying on the field, I want to talk about this, too. And I know that. Um, every week we're doing the wise or what would Stevie Johnson do? Um, Donald, you're in this one though. This week, I want to talk about celebrations, celebrations on the field this year. They, they got rid of that rule where if you do an excessive celebration, there's no penalty. There's no flag being thrown. Uh, the celebrations that we have seen this year. And then he got a flag though. And then Michael, Michael Thomas. Michael got a flag. Michael, yeah, well, that <laughs> one was what thing, he brought, what, come on he now. brought a prop. <laughs> <in> a, <laughs> he, he so, Here's the thing, though. Michael Thomas brought a prop into play. Nobody so, brought a prop into play. Yeah, so, it's, a celeb- it's a celebration. You're going to go let us celebrate or not? Like, what's yeah, going on? There's got to be some type of line, though. 
There's no man, because his was no my my entertainment. I agree. And look, here's the crazy thing. Like you know, y'all know I was a, right. Murph is an old school dude. Yep. Can't stand celebrations. He really can't. He can't tell, stand tell celebrations. Tell me about Murph. You, I want to know about John Murphy actually, because that's one of the things that everybody knows. John Murphy. What What do people at home not know about John Murphy? Without getting him in any trouble. Yeah, I got to think about that, man. <laughs> uh, I, like Murphy's I can't. Cool, I think he's, he's a good cool. dude. He he's a good business. Yeah, yeah, nah, he's cool dude. You know what I mean? He's, he's just he old school too. And yeah, we he has have, it, yeah, he has his points and he sticks to it. You yeah, know, he's, he's, he's strong with it. He's strong yeah, with it. And cool. we would we would go back and forth on these celebrations, and I get the point that the NFL is trying to make, especially with somebody like Antonio Brown. When you know he might gyrate or something like that, and they're like, "Yo, it's disrespectful." You got kids watching all of that stuff. My argument is, okay, my son watches football every Sunday, watching the games. Every time they go to commercials, what do you see? You see the cheerleaders with short shirts on and all of that stuff. And then when they go to commercial, the first commercial is always a beer commercial. So my son, you are my son is seeing the same thing. Like he look, that's what he sees. So what's the problem with football players trying to celebrate when, for me, my biggest thing is, if you've never played in the NFL, you don't understand how hard it is to score in the NFL. how hard it is to <laughs> score. Is so Come true. on now, Murph. Come you know what I mean? Murph. Like, if you don't understand how hard it is to score a touchdown in this league, this is something you've been dreaming about since you was in Pot Warner, since you was in Little League. Like, yo, yeah. when I get to the league, I'm going to dance. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Do my my son right now, all he talk about is the dances from Fortnite. How he's going to do the dancing from Fortnite in the NFL. I'm like, yo, Fortnite is going to be long gone by the time you, <laughs> you get a chance to make it to the NFL. But this is what these kids dream of doing. Yeah, so don't homeless. try to take that away. You know what I'm saying? So now I like what they're doing, man. Let these dudes have fun. For, and everybody talks about the NFL being a not, you know, the not fun league. For a what long time, on, it was. They're yeah, they're trying to work on it now because you got to let this – it's like Stevie said, it's entertainment. We are on the field entertaining the fans. That's why they pay yeah. money for tickets to come to the games so that they can come and be entertained by us on the field. It ain't – it's football, but it's entertainment. Let us right. entertain the fans. Let us have fun. All right, so what's your favorite celebration of all time? Ooh. Oh man, favorite celebration of all time. You like the Joe Horn cell phone? Nah, nah. Cool, but you know what? We didn't know what what the meaning was behind it. What what, yeah. what was going? On? Who was you calling? You know, <laughs> call the gloves. I know you, I know those those dials. Nah, we ain't gonna talk bad on it. But uh, it was a cool one, but it wasn't my favorite. I would say I would say To running to that star was is is in the oh, top because it was that a heated sounds, situation. That, that was classic. Yeah, that's a good one. That was a good one. I would can say. We, can we bring college into this? So serious for sure. For sure. Probably that was that one. was great. And it's still I would yeah, say, I would yeah, say this, given this one. Yo, a lot of people don't know this, um, John Frito, but, you know, Stevie and I, so you remember the, the, the infamous or famous uh, Plexigo Burris when we played the Jets, oh, right? Yeah, Stevie sure. Johnson, yeah, yeah. Plexigo Burris. The night before, Stevie's like, yo, I'm going I'm to um, act like I'm shooting myself, like Plexigo. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. I'm, I'm like, yo, Stevie, don't do it. Like, don't no, do that, man. That, that's I'm a little do- bit, that's a little bit too. And Stevie, like, nah, I'm doing it. And he actually did it. On this internet. I'm going to do it. 
<laughs> Yo, that Joker actually went out there and did it. To me, that's that got to be in the that's top. That's funny. But you but know you what? Know. One of my favorite was the um the Dirty Birds back in the day. The Falcons, the Dirty Anderson. Was tight. Hey, was tight. hey was... but yeah, forget the dirty birds. Hey, with that plexico thing though, <laughs> man, Yo, I, was just, I, did I just that. pulled I up the clip. That, That's hilarious. Yeah, dude, I only did that to start up a little, you know, a little fire between the squads and all fire, that. Fire, you, you know, think? You know, <laughs> yeah, and, and no, no, but I mean, you, you guys don't know. And, and then dude, you ran away. It, dude took it a different way. He took it a different way. That is and, unbelievable. Um, and I'm like, okay, I, I thought it was cool because you hear playing, you still balling, you back from it. And, you know what I'm saying? It's nothing. You score a touchdown still. Let's have some fun with it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but at that time, it wasn't it, it wasn't about that, though, you know? Did he say something to you after? Uh, he, nah, he didn't say nothing to me after. You know, he, he go his way. I, I went my way. You know, I didn't. I let him know, though. That it wasn't nothing personal. Obviously, if you if you wasn't here, I wouldn't have done no sh- wouldn't, wouldn't have done nothing like that. You know, if he wasn't able to play again, but you right. you still making M's. So still making have M's. Fun. Make yeah. have fun, bro. He came back and was balling. Who knows what would have happened though if that celebration actually happened? Huh? <laughs> it did. It known. did. Oh, I got the I got the clip right here. For wait, that actually wait oh, that yeah. actually happened. I'll send it to you. You gotta send this to me. We might have to post this. You remember that man? Classic. We, we honestly, dude, you know what? I don't. It was on a slant, on a slant versus oh, uh, the Jets. Oh, I do remember this. This was like back in probably what? Oh, nine, eleven. Wow. Eleven, yeah. I forgot. So the wait, that's the year we beat the Patriots in Buffalo too. Yeah. It was, yeah. We, yeah, it was, was eleven. Everything happened in two thousand eleven. Stevie yeah. brings out one of the best sellies <laughs> of all time. The Bills beat the Patriots for the first time at home in eight years. Wow, that's pretty cool. Hey, Stevie, you ran away doing I the jet. Do <laughs> fell too. over. Not just talk all good about me, bro. <laughs> no, no, Yo, no, that was. I'm not, uh, not trying to get anybody in trouble. What is it? Oh nah, man, that's funny. Nah, he ain't gonna get in trouble. But I'm gonna tell you though, that was that was an up and down year for all of us. That is so <laughs> that was up and down year for but, all. But hey, of us. so look, so look though, the thing with that year is like that was a, a developing year into the next year with a quarterback but with today's game it's like we got our quarterback but we don't have that receiver to, to that he can develop a season with that's why it's go it feel like it's gonna take even longer unless we get a, a top veteran or sign somebody else that can come in and, and be a one-two with with josh allen um yeah we we like who's going to be his receivers next year we don't even know who's going to be his guy who's who he's going to be comfortable with and that's a thing too and it's like I was actually talking about this at work earlier this week, and and I was saying, in my opinion, and this is just a guy that follows the NFL draft every year, follows the Bills every year. I they're obviously going to have a top five, top six pick. If they have like that top three pick, in my opinion, this is what I do: I trade back to like the eight, nine, ten spot. I get rid of I get rid of my first, second, or third overall pick. Try to find a team that's needy for a quarterback or like. One of those top positions in the league or yeah. college football. Build Trade up, back to like seven, eight, nine, or ten, and then get an extra draft pick. And you know what you got to do? You got to get an offensive lineman. For sure. And you got to get a wide receiver. And well, that's why I'm saying an outside trade. linebacker. And we got yes. an outside linebacker. And we need an outside linebacker because that's what we're losing. That's what we lost the most this offseason with Richie and Cordy Glenn. But if you think about the wide receiving position, I think if you trade back, you can go get a guy like uh, you. You don't have to take the big risk about drafting. And I'm not knocking UB. I know. I know Joe Licata. He went to UB, but I'm not knocking UB at all. But I think that people will be a little 
tense and a little worrisome if we go ahead and draft a, a UB wide receiver uh, with one of those top picks. And that's those are the two positions that need. If we get a couple talented guys on the outside that can go and get the football, we've seen that with Anthony Johnson at UB. O linemen, those to go. Where do you think uh, Johnson to go? Here's honestly, I I don't I want the Bills to draft him. I don't think he will go to Buffalo. I think the Bills are no, kind of set. Like what round do you think he's going to? Oh, go? what round? Oh, Anthony I'm Johnson. I'm gonna say second, I, third. I second, I third. think he's a mid. I think he's a middle to a late first round talent. I think he's a middle to a late first round talent. Now we just seen uh, Corey Davis come out and end up in the first round from a smaller yep. school. But yo, when you come from them schools, man, everybody wants to say, well, he didn't play against the talent, the top talent, the top talent, and that ends up being a knock on you, you know. And so for okay, me, Antonio I, Brown. Uh, yeah, look where he got drafted. True. Right, he got drafted. That is true. He got drafted like in what, the sixth the sixth round or fifth? It yeah. was late fifth or mid sixth. Sixth round. Pick sixth one round. Sixth round. Uh, he came in with me. We played in the Senior Bowl together. Um, oh, that's. Yeah, we played in the Senior Bowl together. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they want to use that. He came from a small school type of stuff. And it's like, bro, if I can ball, I can ball. Like, forget right. the school where I came from. You see what I could do on the field. And I'm gonna do that against the same, you know, the NFL talent. I think, I think he has the talent, like you said, first round talent. You can the size, the ability, everything, speed. Um, but I just think they're gonna end up using that small school stuff against him. And and what the Bills will do, in my opinion, I think Bills fans are gonna be upset with this because everybody is saying, "Yo, we need a receiver. We need a receiver." Yeah. I see Brandon Bean and uh, Sean McDermott going with Lyman in the first round. I just see them going with offensive line in the first round. We we need that, and, um, and that's and that. Do we keep that, McCoy? Are we gonna keep McCoy? They said last last week. Late, I think it was Friday. They said Brandon Bean said, "quote McCoy is in our plans for next season," and I think they're gonna ride his contract out. I don't think this year is a knock on his capabilities at all on the football field. I just think our offensive line is that bad where he doesn't have room to find a hole and go. I think they should have traded him. I think they should have traded him. They absolutely should have. They could have gotten a, a mid-round pick for a guy who they're going to lose next year. They're not going to make a run next year. They're not going to. So why oh, no why shot. keep him? Why keep him? Why not try to get something for him? I don't know why they didn't do it. Right. But. You know what I mean? Why he's still a little bit, you know, teams right now will give you at least a fourth rounder for LaShawn McCoy. There's Third a couple teams that are close that would give up something that, for well, him. Yeah, they give up something for him. And you might as well go ahead and take that. Instead, you're going to keep him. And in my opinion, they're wasting his years. They're wasting LaShawn McCoy's top years right now. It's not right fair now. to him. Yeah. He does not have many years to play like a top running back. Maybe two. Maybe, Maybe two years. Well, they wouldn't waste it if they went and, picked, went and picked up people, went and got, you know what I'm saying, got the right squad around. If they just go, if they not go do, do anything like, they, like they've shown just now, not picking up anybody or not showing any attempts to, then yeah, then it's yeah. wasting his years. But I feel like if they can come back with a strong free agency and um, these draft picks might – I mean, if they're linemen, that's that's cool. I, I'm not really mad if they do go with, with offensive linemen. They got to be the right, the right ones, but we still going to need a, a, a wide receiver, and that's why I say free agency will come in. If we can attack one of them guys or or get Anthony Johnson um, – or whoever, like whoever, that can that can grow with with Allen. But if we don't get that, it ain't. It, what what are we doing? 
we I need think, to get weapons for Josh Allen, and we need to get protection for Josh Allen. And it's already been right. state. I mean, Josh Allen's the guy. I mean, you 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 right. moved up in the draft last year get to get a rangy outside linebacker. Exactly. With all this money, with all this free cap space uh, next year, it's going to be interesting to see what they do in free agency over the offseason because they have to make some type of power move at some playmaker. Yeah, yeah. you got to bring in a playmaker. I, they need a veteran wide receiver and a rookie. They have yeah. to. You cannot. You right. can't. I don't. I don't see them. To be honest with you, I don't see them um, extending Kelvin Benjamin. I see them going I ahead. Do I'm shocked? But yeah. they, yeah, you don't. You never know. You never know, right? You never, you never know. Hey, in Buffalo, you never know. That's for sure. You know, if they pick up that option or not, because he'd be on his what fifth year option, or yeah. is this his fifth year option? Uh, well, no, well, yeah, this is the, this is a contract year for him. They need to either sign him or he's yeah, a free agent after this season. He's a free agent, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, I, to be honest, I see them moving on from him because he's just not giving you really. I don't want to talk bad. He about doesn't him. fit the system. He's not I mean, giving that's the you thing. what you need out there on the field right now. So for me, you need a strong veteran wide receiver, somebody who was young. I'm talking four years in the league right now, who is young that can be around for some years who can play out a five-year contract. And then you need to draft a playmaking rookie that can go along with Zay Jones. Zay Jones is starting to come on and make plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you need speed on the outsides. That is where they they, they lack right now. you got a, a quarterback like Allen that has a big arm. He wants to go down the field like yeah, Patrick exactly. Mahomes. You need playmakers like the Chiefs have. Yep. Exactly. And that's why that. we miss guys like Marquise Goodwin and 7-11 Chris Hogan always open. I mean, we. I mean, think about Marquise Goodwin. Look at what he's doing with San Francisco this year with the lack of a quarterback they have, and he was always that deep threat. I mean, I mean, Stevie, did you, did you, Stevie Donald, did you guys play with Marquise at all? I did. I forget. I played. I played a season with with him. It was, was me, him, Woody, and uh, who else was it on there? Uh, Chris, Kevin okay. Elliott. So uh, when when he got into the huddle, was it always like, all right, Marquise, you're going deep? Well, no, he, you know, it was – I mean, everybody knew he was going to go deep, but I feel like we kind of could have used him a little bit more when we seen different coverages. You know, yeah. he was still a rookie, though, at the time. Though, so yeah, he, he was, was still – he was still a track guy yeah, at that point. Still, yeah. True. Yeah, I forgot the track guy. Yeah, he was still a track guy at that point trying to learn how to run routes, you know. Yeah. So yeah. that which, was, which was a lot of development needed for him. It, it probably shouldn't have mattered, but – um. You know, he was a fast guy, so the coach, when the coach brought him in, they put him into plays, and he's only running deep routes. It's kind of a dub. We know that's what's going to happen. So it wasn't really, <laughs> it wasn't really like a Chan Gailey type um, that's being created to put motion him down into the slot and run it out. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't none of that. You know, it was yeah. just okay. He's on the field. He's going to run a deep post or a clear. You know, and now he's giving you hitches. He's giving you deep outs, lining up in different places. So he's a more evolved player right now. Than what yep. he was in Buffalo, so it's yeah. hard to really answer that question. You know, one of my biggest, I think the Bills really messed up when they didn't bring back Robert Woods. Um, I, oh, I 100% um, agree with you. Robert right Woods, Robert Woods, he was going to leave anyway. Um, but the Bills didn't even try to. They bring didn't make him an effort. Back. They didn't even make an effort to bring him back. Now Robert Woods, I remember talking to him, and he was like, "Yo, you know, this is this is Sammy Watkins' offense." Yep. And so in his mind, he was like, "Yo, I want to get, I want to make plays." For me, Robert Woods is a natural wide receiver. Like, you have some dudes out there, big physical freaks like Julio Jones. Oh, yeah. You got other people that's like just natural wide receivers like Robert Woods. The dude just knows how to get open. He knows where to go. He ain't the fastest dude out there. Yeah, he just knows how to play the game. 
And, you know, he's making plays out there in Los Angeles. And I think they made a big mistake by letting him go because he has the personality well, of a leader. Everybody go. Yeah, they let everybody go. <laughs> yeah, yo, it's crazy. Yo, it's like, man, I, like I understand I'm, you're trying to rebuild. Well, the crazy thing is they kept the defense. Well, they let, they kept the defense, but you're not going to win with just the defense. I mean, I know they say defense wins championships, but you're not going to win nine or ten games, get to the playoffs, even have a shot at winning a championship if you don't have anybody that can throw the ball or an offensive line that can, that can create space for you. It's not well, going to happen. Let me but. ask you this question. Who would you rather be a fan of right now, the Raiders or the Bills? Uh, that's tough. Buffalo. I'm, I'm both of them already, so I'm California and, and Buffalo all the way, and I'm going to be biased towards those states and teams in Kentucky all day. So I can pick mean, one. So who, who who's in a better spot right now, the Bills or the Raiders? The Bills. I think the, the – oh, jeez. Would you say um, the Raiders moved it like, since they're going to Vegas or something? No, no, I'm saying I'm saying in a better spot for the future of their franchise. I think the, the Bills – I think the Bills. That's hard. That might be. That might be two different questions. That might be two different questions. It might be short term and long term. The Raiders. They go go out there and try to sign whoever. Whoever. And they also have three first round picks next year too. No, here was here was another thing that John and I used to argue about. John and I used to argue about this um, because, as Stevie, you would know this coming from California, right, and being a free agent. Um, now, obviously, you got drafted by the Bills, so you ended up there. But, yo, know, people from Buffalo don't understand, and they're going to take this the wrong way. They're probably going to tweet me. They don't <laughs> if you're a free agent coming from another city and you've never been to Buffalo, the only thing you think about is snow. That's literally the first thing you think about is snow, right? Buffalo, snow. Cold. So, Cold. you know what I mean? That's why when I talk about Robert Woods, it was like, yo, I could go back home to L.A. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take that money and get back home. The season right. is still um, Vegas, with the Raiders going to Vegas, yo, they can sign anybody. They got, yo, if you paying me and we going to Vegas, oh, yeah. Look, look at the imagine? Golden Knights. Look at the hockey team there. They're signing right. anybody in, in their – and their that their cap space allows. I mean, could you imagine bad. being twenty two years old and handed what, however much a rookie deal is now for thirty a something million, whatever it is, being handed, being handed, you know, eight million dollars in a signing bonus and saying, "All right, don't blow this. Uh, be at pra- be at practice on right. Monday morning." Right. Oh, okay. right. yeah, I mean, let me in Vegas. Go put it on the back, right? This this is and this is why it's so hard. And people always say, "Why can't we get this in Buffalo? Why can't we get that?" Back when the Bills went. Back in the 90s, and 80s and 90s, when they were going to all free those agency. play, Yeah, exactly. That's what's the problem. It's free agency. Yeah. Back then, those guys were on the team. If you play for the Bills, you play for the Bills. That's why they still they still Bills through and through, because that was the yeah. only team that they were playing for, unless you got traded. Now, with free agency, dudes is moving around the league every couple years, and they're trying to get as much money as they can get. So there is no... You know what I mean? Like, home, that's, yo, I'm a Buffalo through and through. Like, now it's like, yo, if that team is paying me, I'm going there. If this yep. team is paying me, I'm going there. If I already, if I don't have a ring, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and go to New England for one year so I can get a ring. I'm going to take a pay cut. <laughs> so the, bills, the Bills have to truly they gotta build the five team. They got to go $5 or $6 million more. Stay with the Bills. Yo, it, I mean, the Bills truly have to build through the draft and get guys – that just love to play football. Like when they brought over um, Micah Hyde. He loves the game. He, he loves the game, but he came from Green Bay. Green Bay. So, yep. you know what I mean? It was like, yo, it's a small city, small market. I'm used to that. I'm cool with going, coming over to Buffalo. 
It's just it's a lot of things at play when you're talking about the agents. It's way better than Green Bay. But it's a lot of things that come into play when you talk about free agency and trying to get guys to come over to Buffalo. You know what I mean? It's it's just tough to do unless you throw a whole whole lot of cash. No more, though. We got bright lights. We got everything going for We we had bright lights for two games in the last decade. but It's lit. lit. They're developing, bro. Well, it's it's thanks to Bagula. And honestly, I I have a friend actually in town this week from Charlotte. And he was like, wow, he was I always put Buffalo in a bet. Like all my friends from Charlotte. When I when I talk to them about Buffalo, they're like, "Oh, Buffalo's like it's such a garbage city, it's trash." And I'm like, "No, it's not. Like you guys don't know Buffalo." And when my friend got here this week, I went to pick him up. He's staying at the Harbor Center downtown, and I went to pick him up. And he goes, "Wow, man, I'm not gonna lie. I always gave you so much trash for being from here." But he goes, "This is a really beautiful city." Exactly. It's the Pagulas. (laughs) Yo, I'll have him tweet it, and then like we all just got to retweet it, and we'll see what happens. I'm not even gonna lie though. They talk trash hella loud, but they don't want to speak up. Yo, it's crazy because you know I left after I was done playing. I left, and then I came back and got into the media. And when I came back, when I saw downtown and all that, it was like, yo, this is crazy. But I've even talked to Stevie. I've talked to other players that were there, you know, playing, and then they left. When you're like when I came back and I was in the media and now I'm working for the Bills, I, it actually gave me an opportunity to like get out into the city and do yeah. more. When I yeah. when you're a player there, you're kind of isolated to the South yeah. Towns. You you hey. you go to work, you come home, and that's it. You go to work. You know, you remember we delivered we delivered them TVs though. Yo, I was. I remember you did that. That, that was really yeah. cool. Yo, we delivered these we delivered these TVs to these. Like nine o'clock at night. Nine at night, bro. Yo, you, did you buy them at Walmart too? And then you like you, you basically found people in the store. Nah, that, that was, was a different, different one. That was different. Yeah, Stevie used to do crazy stuff, but nah. You know. <laughs> we um, he still does, Stevie, right? Stevie had a he had something with Vizio where if he scored a touchdown, he was giving away a TV. Oh wow, and I didn't so, know that. Yeah, I knew about thing at Walmart. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so he scored, yeah, and then one night we went so to uh, we went to give out these TVs. Yo, Steve, when I was on the Murph show, the dude actually called up because I said something. And he was listening to the show and he was wow. like, yo, y'all brought those TVs to me. Wow. Yo, the crazy thing is, um, I mean, Stevie gave me a TV. I still got the TV. Oh, wow. My living room right now. Stevie, my where's brother. my TV at? Let's go ahead and get this Vizio, get this Vizio deal popping. You know what I mean? Yo, all right, Vizio, if you're listening, I'm going to throw another stun out there. If you're listening, Stevie already got the relationship. He already got the relationship. All right, well, Stevie, let's get to work, son. All right, I'm going to send you all the information. I'm <laughs> in. <laughs> so before I, – I want to get to one last topic uh, before we wrap things up here. But first, it's another plug for our partners over at Search Bob. Search Bob. Um, you can probably look up anything we're talking about today on search, Bob, and it's such a detailed search. What they do is they literally maximize your search. When you go on Google, you type in like, um, I don't know, uh, I'm looking at a, a, a nice portion of a football right now. You can go online and type in a nice portion of a football. It's going to come up, but on search, Bob, when you go there, it maximizes your search. It will show you the best portion of a football. If you're looking for the best computer, it will show you the best computer. It does anything. It will show you anything from stats to T-shirts to anything. Searchbob.com, download it in the App Store. They are a great company. They're up and coming just like us. We're just going to start. They hopped on board with us. They, I said, let's ride. They said, let's get in the back seat. I'm like, word, let's, let's go. go. So 
searchbob.com, search Bob in the app store. Check them out. Great guys. Shout out Bill Teller, um, CEO and founder over there of Search Bob. Great people. Check them out. Um, but Congrats on the creation. And, and yeah, and they're they're tapping in. They're creating, and it's like, okay, so let's do the same thing. And the last topic I want to get to, um, and I know Joe's a proud UB alum, a UB quarterback, UB legend, whatever you want to call him, but the UB Bulls, 9-1 and one for the first time ever. They never won nine games before. That is an unbelievable let's feat. Let's go. And they and people were people have been joking all week. Who's the best football team in Buffalo? And right now it is the UB Bulls. But uh, are they ranked? Are they ranked? No, they will be. They've gotten a couple votes. They were saying if they win out, they will be in the top twenty-five. And how cool would that be? Uh, and I want to get Joe's perspective on this. But how cool would that be for for UB and for Cuse to be in the top twenty-five at the end of the year? Two upstate New York, Central New York football teams. In the top 25 in the country. I mean, I saw a stat this week that the only eight eight win teams were, were UB, Alabama, Notre Dame, and, and there's one other team that's not on the top of my head right now. But but just seeing the UB Bulls logo next to Alabama's and next to Notre Dame's on a graphic was pretty cool. Joe, this question's for you though. I mean, being from there, and you kind of were part of that like creation and culmination of really uprooting that program and getting them to where they are today. And you obviously went to a bowl game. That was their first bowl game in history or second bowl game in history. Um, but, but just talk about UB itself and, and as an alum and as a former player, there, seeing where they are today. It's gotta be awesome. Well, it, it, it is awesome. Um, but you, you mentioned it's a culmination of a lot of things. The, these guys don't come to UB if there aren't guys like James Starks and Naaman Roosevelt and Bo Oliver and Khalil Mack playing there before them. I mean, they see guys that go to the NFL or go on to have careers in the CFL like Naaman, um, and people want to go there. Uh, that's bigger to me. Getting a guy drafted or get, having a guy play in the NFL at a mid-major, especially, is bigger for recruiting than winning a conference title. Um, so guys, the guys know that out of high school they can go there and they can make it to to the top level. So to me, that's it's the Mac effect, or it's the the James Stark effect, or it's the Bo Oliver effect, or Naaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got guys who have done it previous. That's going to help with recruiting. Is Drew Willie even in that conversation? Because I know Drew, he was like your mentor. Drew, absolutely. Uh, I grew up watching Drew. Uh, loved watching him play. He was a he was the quarterback on that 2018 that won the MAC title, and then he went on and played with the Colts for a little bit, and then he's he's still in the CFL right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so guys like that are are reasons why they keep getting these top recruits like Anthony Johnson and Tyree Jackson and. And uh, these freshman running backs that they have who seem to run for over 100 yards every game. Patterson, shout out to him, man. He had yeah, a game this it was, week. It's, it's good. And we're talking about football right now, but let's not forget that the basketball team just uh, they're made also an incredible nice. run, right? Now, this yeah. is – I've had a chance to um, – you know, I'm doing some some work with, with UB and probably be doing work with all of their, their athlete, athletes. Um, but – the one of the things that we talk about is how hard it is to recruit in the Mac, you know, because most of the kids from the Mac, you know, obviously you have kids from Florida, you have kids from Florida everywhere, but a lot of these kids are coming from the Midwest. They're coming from Ohio and and basketball, like Detroit and stuff like that. So when you're at university of Buffalo, you're kind of in a tough area in terms of recruiting versus like a Toledo and all of those schools in Ohio when you can recruit kids right from home, right from Ohio, right from these states right here and keep these kids home. And you're at UB, you got to kind of recruit kids from everywhere and try to get them to come to Buffalo. 
Right. And it's, it's not a hard thing to do. So, you know, big ups to the coaching staff to get these kids to come up to Buffalo and play, you know, and, and really appreciate the city and all of that stuff. But like you said, if it wasn't for the Khalil Max and the Naaman Roosevelt's, it'd be hard to get these kids to come you know, now. Yeah. But you, you, you got to believe that now the recruiting is only going to get better and better. And they're doing more and more things with the uh, facilities over there, too. Like they're building a new indoor facility. That all facility of that is stuff. Gonna be I don't know gorgeous. But yeah, man, I've seen the blueprints and all that stuff, man. It's going to be some nice stuff. And I know we always talk about Anthony Johnson. And I know we talk about Patterson. And I know we talk about their defense, like Khalil Hodge, for example. But there's some guys that stick out in that program. And I want to go back to Anthony Johnson's uh, career. Went to high school in, in Rock Hill, South Carolina, where I used to work. And he went to high school with – he went to the same high school. Get this. Same high school that Jadavion Clowney went to, Stephon Gilmore went to, Devontae Holloman went to. Uh, there's a kid at Clemson right now named Darion Kendrick. He's going to be a stud, I, and I can guarantee you he's going to be in the NFL one day. But that city alone has like 50 or 60 athletes that made it to the NFL. And Rock Hill, South Carolina, yeah, is South a it's a city of 75,000 people. Shout out to and he was from South Carolina also. And, and South Carolina athletes, it's like, I don't know, and I lived down there for two years. It's, there's like, something in that water. I got a little stronger living down there just from the water. It's crazy. Carolina, my homie uh, out there in North Carolina. Hey, man, it's the South, man. They they just, they breed that stuff. It's kind of like life down there. You know, that's all they care about down there. Um, yeah. But don't don't sleep on Jersey. You know what I mean, Jersey. <laughs> well, hey, we got we saw videos of your son this week, and we're gonna have to put those on Twitter this week, Donald, if you don't mind. Donald's son is balling right he now. He looks playing, like a future Diamond Tiger. We need to sign him. <laughs> he had yes, another. Yeah. He had another like seventy yard of the day, man. A loss in tough fashion. Um, but you know, that's all good. You win some, you lose some. He learned a lot today, and I'm. You know, he's he's. He's a nice little athlete, and, and this is a little segue. I know, you know, Mike, you said that was your last topic, but I wanted to get into this stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the, the question was, and, and uh, I'm not sure who sent this out in the group chat, but it was about the, the athlete, the best athlete of all time that doesn't have a ring. This was Joe. This was Joe. All right. The best athlete who doesn't uh, yeah. have a ring. And I think this came from Sal. I've seen Sal tweet something out about it. Or maybe Joe sent that out in the group message. But my first question is, what is an athlete? What is an athlete? What is yeah. an athlete, right? Because you got certain people like a Stevie Johnson, right, who might be good in, you know, football and basketball. But I'm not you really said, sure hey, what else. Far, I'm not really sure what else. Name, like somebody else can do what I do. <laughs> I mean, they can do what I do. I started that doing it. Oh, uh, I, I'm not really sure what other sport. Put some respect on it. Might be. <laughs> for me, for me, an athlete is somebody who can do everything. Like that's right, the right. definition of an athlete, right? So you got football players, you got basketball players, and then you got athletes that can do really a little bit of everything. You put me on a pool table, I'm a rocket. You put me in the bowling alley, I'm a rocket. You put me on a football field, golf, it don't matter. Right. Yeah, and so we, some, some people just identify as, as an athlete because, that I mean, that's what you got to name them or title as. Right, right. Yeah, he's an athlete. So, yeah, everybody's not not athletes. I, but, I think yeah. – uh, So, yeah, so, so the, the, the definition is a person who is proficient in sports – and other forms of physical exercise. So that's yeah. the, that's the Webster's, you know, whatever. But we can define it whatever way we want. 
And that's what I was thinking. Is it somebody who can run a fast 40 or jump real high? Or is it someone who excels in just their sport? Or is it someone who could pick up anything like you just said, Donald? But, like, is John Daly an athlete? I don't know about that, man. <laughs> I don't know what, what – yeah, I don't know what world he's coming from. Is he an athlete? Or he's, is a like, he's a professional. He's a professional. He's specialized. I say he's an athlete. I mean, professional. And I, I love I – love, I'm a Red Sox fan. Is David Ortiz an athlete? No, yes. he's a baseball player. <laughs> wow. what was it? What was I would it? say he's an he was a DH. He was a DH. He's one of the he best hitters of all time. Played first base for a little bit. Played first for base like, for a little bit. for like twelve games. Yeah, right. not a long for time. Twelve I games. He was an athlete sure. then, because first base you got to do a few things. Right. No man. So, like, for that, he was a prof- then he turns to a professional hitter. Yeah, professional designated hitter. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You, you look at somebody like a Deion Sanders. Right. That's an athlete. That's you know what I'm saying? Deion could play all positions on the football field. Then he could go and fly out down to wherever and play in a baseball game and play all positions on the baseball field, yeah, too. That's the awesome from, athlete right you know what I'm saying? So, and then, so is, and, or is Bo Tiger, Jackson. Is Tiger Woods not in the conversation for greatest no. athlete of all time? No. I mean, are golfers he, athletes? He, well, that's what I'm asking. He, he, I don't he's know. He's a professional golfer. He's a professional golfer. Professional golfer. You know, I, I, it's, this is. Question. I'm like the, I like that y'all are kind of agreeing with me on this because I said this. Last year on the Murph show, I said that um, NASCAR racing was not a sport. And it's not a sport. You the, turn the left. backlash. The backlash that I got was ridiculous. And I'm oh, like, yo, it's not a sport. And they're like, you're crazy. They get in a car and they're in this car for all of these hours and all. They got food in there with like, them yo, too. It is a sport, though, Don. I think it is. Oh, I mean, I want to hear this it's, answer. It's competition. It's competition. It's competition, but it's competition, shoot, is Bocci a sport? That's it's what the cars doing. The cars doing the competition for you, though, in NASCAR. Yeah, you're hitting a gas pedal and you're yeah, turning. But that's like, yeah, but you still got to calculate when you when you making that that move or when you slowing up. When you go that's true. First, when you it's go more of a mind game. game, though. It's more of a this mind game. Like, this sounds like. Okay, so like... how about saying chess then? Is chess, or if you're a professional chess player, you're a professional chess player. Are you an athlete? Not at all. No. You're getting paid to do it. That's a, not even anything. Physical. You're getting paid to play a board game. Is that even a thing? Can you be a professional chess player? I want to look that up because you can. And I can make money at doing that. I'm doing that. And that's just using your mind and moving pieces and whatnot. So, yeah, we're using our mind and moving pieces in NASCAR. But yeah. the competition and the risk at that is 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 I'll give, I'll give them athletic. So is Dale Earnhardt in the same athletic Conversation is Russell Westbrook. No, he's a he's a he's a he's a professional car racer. Yeah, <laughs> car racer. Like, you know what I mean? He's not an athlete. Yeah, okay, I, I don't okay. know. I don't know what else he's good at. No, but Don, you know? I like your definition though, saying you could pick up anything. Because yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't know. That's just my so in terms of the best ones without without a ring. I'll- I feel I, like I tried to go at you, and I end up answering my own. That's how I do. You know what I mean? I Stevie, so now we know you play chess for right. time. This isn't Don's first rodeo. The greatest yeah. debaters, yeah, the great debaters. Um, yeah. Uh, but for me, in terms of the question, the best one without a ring, I I think I'd have to go with Griffey. Wow, that's actually yeah no. King I, Griffey. Yeah, well, but wait, hold on, hold on. Junior, hold on. junior, Donald, you senior. just you just you just said that he's a baseball player. He's not an athlete. So we're talking about very professional diving everywhere. Nah, yo, King Griffey was an athlete. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. ever heard. Yeah. Of yo, King Griffey no, I love King played Griffey. basketball. I love like he was an athlete. That oh, that's dude. right. Yeah, I'm gonna say so, Allen Iverson, bro. I, I like. Yeah. Okay. I'm a fan. I was a beast. 
Hey, I was going to some football, too. I'm going to go with Marino, but you guys are all going to tell me no because you're going to say he wasn't that athletic. Yeah, I don't know. He was a solid – he was dope at throwing the ball. <laughs> um, is he Dion Bo Jackson? At, no, no, go no, fly no. and play – you know what I mean? Right. We probably complete a DH. He might be. All right, so, yeah. so, great. All right, so let's change the question then. Let's change the question just for the sake of argument. Let's make the question the greatest professional Anything. sports Editor. player. Yeah, the greatest professional sports player to never win a ring. Yeah, I'm still and going to go with Allen can, Iverson. Yeah, I'm going to say, and I know you guys always knock me for, for picking bills, but and, and my opinion, though, here is that uh, Jim Kelly is – a, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but B, when I think of an athlete, um, you think of uh, inspirational guys like Derek Jeter in the MLB. You think of LeBron James in the NBA. You think of, in the soccer world, you got Ibrahimovic, you got Ronaldo, you got you got guys that are always in the spotlight. Like today's day and age, you got J.J. Watt for A, being an absolute freak on the football field, but B, giving back to the community and doing what he does. But the inspiration factor to me is always a thing that comes to mind when talking about a, like a, a, a top athlete or the best athlete of all time without a ring in this case. And, and Jim Kelly never won a ring, went to four straight Super Bowls. That's something that nobody will ever probably make. I mean, yeah, he lost all four, but that's a feat that's going to be pretty tough to top. But the one thing I want to point out with that is, is his battle – with cancer over the last five or six years when it's came back and, and and the way he's fought it, he has given anybody and everybody inspiration to, to knock that disease and fight that disease. And yeah, granted, does he have access to the best doctors in the world? Absolutely. And, but that's still no knock on it, but the way that he is fighting and the way that he is persevering and the way that he is giving people, showing people the grit and determination to beat that disease, in my opinion alone, that is an athlete. And that's almost playing a second career in another sport. And that's why Jim Kelly, in my opinion, is the guy that is the best athlete of all time without a ring. Not only just because of his performance on the football field, but his performance off the football field as well when it comes to his life in general, but his, his battle with cancer as well. I think we got to end the show on that. <laughs> wow. I guess I, 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 I won that one. but Drop the mic. Did I? <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, seriously, though. I mean, think about it. I mean, he is literally uh, an inspiration to people. And, and if we want to wrap the show on that, we can. And I think we're running out of time, too. But he is an inspiration. He's one of those guys that really just – you see a Jim Kelly jersey here in Buffalo, and everyone's like, oh, my God. It's like it's like how I brought up earlier, the Bruce Smith jersey and the Bruce Smith conversation. Yeah. But you get a guy like Jim you know, Kelly. It's, um, Jim Kelly is an inspiration to so many people, right? Yeah, but I think that like there's so many like you can look at a guy like Allen Iverson and say he's an inspiration. Now some people would say, True. "How is he an inspiration?" Unless you know Allen Iverson's story and where he comes from, you know what I mean. I think everybody can be an inspiration to somebody, and and Jim Kelly is a great inspiration to so many different people. Oh, he's incredible! Of how he is fighting, and it, it, regardless of how many Kelly says. right? All of that stuff. Um, but you know, especially professional athletes, but you yep. know, everybody has a backstory and you can be yep. an inspiration to, to anybody, you know? So, that's, um, that's big ups to Jim Kelly for, that's you know, real. fighting it and keep on battling and anybody else out there who has Poncho Billa. Yeah, Poncho Billa, who, who is battling that and anybody else, like I said, regardless if it's an illness 
or if you just battled out of a certain situation where it was like, yo, how am I supposed to make it out of this situation? The next thing you know, you're a multimillionaire or whatever the case may be. You know what I mean? Like, just yo, everybody just keep being an inspiration, inspire change. And and if you could change somebody's life, one person's (laughs) life, you'd be all right. Hey, hey, it's funny. Hey, I just thought about a a time with, with Jim Kelly, man. I was, uh, I'm getting ready for the game. I was getting ready for like the Miami game or something at home. And I'm looking back like, dude, that's Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas right there, right behind me. This is like before the um, national anthem or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm tripping out, though. Like these these legends, you know what I'm saying? Legends. Legends. They, famous, I, didn't, man. I didn't think they knew me, but I for sure knew it was them. You know how they had the legends on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, damn, that's that's Kelly and, and, and Thomas. So the game about to start and Kelly come. He come uh, grab my pads and he like, hey, keep playing with that fire. Like he like talking to me as, as if he like the coach or whatnot. And and I was I heard him say play with the fire, but that was all I heard. After that, yeah. I'm like, damn, this that's Jim Kelly just talking to me like he. <laughs> Did you ball out <laughs> like, that game? That's the real question. The show, Maybe. that fire. You feel me? And obviously, I felt like shit. If if he watching me, he watching me or seeing me play, you yep. know, is is. I'm doing something right, you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm doing something with my skill that's that's correct, and I got this legend telling me, "Hey, keep playing with that fire." He he's excited to see me, and, uh, and that, that that inspired me to keep going and playing how I play, you know. So that was that was one story for. Here, here's here's a story, you know, that some people might not know. Some people might know. Um, it's in my book, you know what I mean? Uh, a little plug right there. A little plug, plug right there, you know. The next EA Jones nineteen on Twitter. If you want to find out, it's on Amazon. Um, go ahead and get it if you haven't. It's on yeah, Amazon. Yeah. You can find that number one seller on Amazon. But anyway, so <laughs> we um we are playing. We are playing the Seahawks in Toronto. Stevie had a huge oh, catch in that, that game. game. I was at that game. Seahawks was Toronto. that the one-handed catch, like over in, over the middle? Yeah, the one-handed catch. I remember Stevie that. Was, Right, way before Odell did any one hand. But anyway, so we um yeah we got smacked. We, we, Maybe we, we smacked. get Odell on the show one day to talk about his one hand catches compared to the Stevie Johnson's one hand yeah, catches. Right. So <laughs> we um we took Stevie and I were doing something for like MTV or something like that the day before. So we go up we go up before the team in a limo. It's just me and Stevie going up there, and same day. Um, Newtown out in Connecticut, you know, when they had the shooting with all of the kids in the school. And oh, so, wow. yeah, I'll never forget that day. But anyway, we we're on our way up there and I'm going through my kidney stuff. And I knew at that point that it was going to be my last year playing football. And so we're in the, we're in the limo. And for, you know, those of you who don't know Stevie, Stevie is not the most inspirational type of person. You know what I mean? He just he keeps to himself. But every now and then he might say something. You're like, oh snap, Stevie just Stevie just said that. So we're in the limo and Stevie's like, yo, they like, hey Jones, it's gonna be bigger than football for you. And that's all he had to say. Like I had never heard Stevie say anything like that. But when he said it, it was like, yo, that's crazy. Like, he right. Like, now I gotta go out here and do something else because my, my career is gonna be done. You know that's what I'm crazy. saying? Like, Hey, lot, and in case people, a lot of people don't know, let them know what you went through, bro. Because that was some trail stuff that you've been through and had to make tough decisions. And if you would have asked, bro, I would have. Um, it, it was uh, you know, I mean, who people who don't 
no, obviously I went through the kidney disease, but I was playing the whole time sick, you know what I'm saying? And then my last year I went into kidney failure and, you know, I shut it down. But the last year, man, it was rough, man. I was carrying a, a, a jug that I had to urinate in every day, take it to the doctors. I was anemic. It was a lot of stuff that I was going Jeez. through out there. Um, and, and Stevie and them didn't even know that I was going through this stuff. That was what was crazy. Like after, you know, I went to the doctors one day. And when I came back and told everybody, and I remember Tashar Choice. Tashar Choice. Oh, my God. Tashar Choice. Tashar Choice is real spiritual. And he got the whole team together, and they all started praying and everything. And I was like, hey, man, I ain't dead. Like, you know, I'm going to be all right. Um, But, you know, just being in a limo with Stevie and for him to say that, like, I'll never forget that moment. But that's what I mean when I say, you know, everybody can inspire somebody. And it doesn't matter if, if, you know, you're somebody who is very spiritual and you inspire people all the time, or yeah. if you're somebody that every now and then you might say something to one person real quick and it just sits home with that person. Like, yo, that, I remember that day you said this to me. Like Stevie remembers that day Jim Kelly said that to him at the, at the game. You know what I mean? So everybody who out there listening, man, just, just keep inspiring change, man. It, it, no matter what you're going through in your life, there's always something out there, somebody that got it worse. Um, and if you think like that, I'm telling you, everything will be all right. And go buy Donald's book too if you haven't. Because Yo, there are a lot right. of these Oh, the next quarter is going against kidney disease is on Amazon. Go buy it. Go buy it for sure. But but guys, uh, a great episode here this week. And, and one thing I want to point out about next week, um, I'm actually going to New York. I'll be in New York this weekend for Bills Jets. It's going to be a barn burner of a football game. I mean. Josh McCown most likely starting for the Jets and and who knows it's gonna who's gonna start a quarterback for the Bills. But I'm 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 proud and, and honored to be a part of Pinto Ron's four hundredth straight attended NFL game. I will be at his tailgate Sunday morning until kickoff one o'clock, MetLife Stadium, his four hundredth game. I'm gonna be interviewing him interviewing him from the parking lot of his four hundredth game. You'll hear that next week on the Why So Serious podcast brought to you by 26 Shirts. So make sure you guys stay tuned and listen in for that. Uh, we are still in the works here, and we're tapping in, we're creating, we're trying to feed off of you guys. Right now, we are on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, we're on, I don't even know how many platforms we're on, we're out there. And you guys are listening, and, and I've seen the numbers, and it's astounding, and, and, and we're honored that you guys are listening to, to us each and every week so far. It's only been one episode, but there's more good things to come. I know we have guests in the works. We have people in the works. We have more talks like this, like Donald's inspirational talk and my dropping the mic talking about Jim Kelly and his inspiration and, and Joe talking about UB um, coming through the ranks and just kind of taking over here in Buffalo and Stevie talking about uh, that moment in the locker room with Donald and, and we in the tunnel. And we provide that perspective for you. And we want you guys to listen every single week. And we want you to be a part of us every single week. So tune in next Friday right here on whatever platform you're listening on. Why So Serious podcast brought to you by 26 Shirts. Guys, anything else to say? Um, I do got something to say. Hey, if y'all going to be in New York but you, you don't have tickets to the game, you can come and catch me, myself, uh, Lee Evans, Ruben Brown. We'll be at McFadden's down in Manhattan, baby, turning up in McFadden's. Come are you going? Or is that for the game, or is that for the you, for the game, ah, or like that's the during the game? That's during okay. the game. Yeah, we got to link up. We got to link up down there this weekend for sure. Hey, come holla at me. I will for sure. I got one thing, Fredo. 
What's up? The Timon Tigers are taking on the O'Hara Hawks on Saturday at 2 at UB Stadium for the Monsignor Martin Championship. I'm going to say Timon by 4. I think time, <laughs> I think you, I think you got the edge. If we can create a line right now, I'm going to put $5,000 on it. Timon by 4. Book it. We're going to call it 3.5 so we can get like <laughs> Vegas right there. Call Bavada, whatever. We'll get we'll get a sponsor out of this. MyBookie.com, BetTSI, Bavada. We'll find I'm not a line Weston. No, you're not. I'm not involved. <laughs> we'll figure it out allegedly, right? But, but guys, seriously, thanks for listening to us every single week. This is the Why So Serious podcast brought to you by 26 Shirts. Peace.